You're listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Moddy Body podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Red by Moddy Body is sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains so we can ditch pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all too relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Who do you want to be when you grow up? It's the question all of us were asked when we were kids. The answer was so simple when we were young, but now as we get older, we often need a helping hand to figure out what we want to do and what type of person we want to become. We all need someone to look up to, someone who can show us the type of life we want to lead. This person is most commonly known as a role model. Today, 23-year-old Pearl Cardis is here to share the tale of her high school role model and how they have helped shape the person she is today. Welcome, Pearl, to the Moddy Body Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you. Before we begin, do you mind telling me a little bit what you were like in high school? Yeah, of course. Um, in high school, uh, things weren't the best, and I don't think I really realised it until I was out of that space and feeling better mentally and just with the people around me. Um, but I moved house like directly before I moved schools. And because of that, there wasn't like anyone from primary school going to the high school that I went to. Um, and I also like, I hadn't had the greatest primary school experience. So I was just like really eager to please whoever I could, um, and hang out with absolutely everyone. And I, like, I was relatively likable. But I think because I floated between so many different social groups, I didn't really establish a strong group of friends. Um, So I did feel kind of like I didn't know where to turn if I got upset with things. And also, like, I had a lot of anxiety when it came to authority figures. So some teachers who probably meant the best um, but didn't come across as very kind would really trigger that. Um, and as a result, I t- tended to rebel quite a fair bit, like um, <laughs> never, ever following dress codes um, got me in a lot of trouble, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you moved in between primary to high yes. school, is that right? Mm-hmm. And was it a long distance move? or it, to Yeah, it was. Suburb? I wasn't like across states or anything, but it was a definitely a completely different group. I'd um, mm-hmm. been near Chatswood in Marsfield, which is um, a lot of like housing commission and that sort of thing. So I was dealing with a lot more rough kids where I used to live. And then I moved to the Northern Beaches. Um, and as someone with a really low socioeconomic status, surrounded by people with their Porsches and Pomeranians, um, <laughs> it was quite uh, an adjustment. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, it would be ex- super overwhelming, super overwhelming and not having the same network to fall back on. Yeah. But you mentioned that in high school, you you did find some kind of solace, some kind of support system. Do you mind telling us a bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so on the like whole being stressed out by authority figures, <laughs> that came up quite a lot. Um, and I do remember there was a time when we were doing monologues for drama and I had not been having the greatest day. Um, and I went to go to the toilet just before one of the monologues, knocked once on the door because I was like, this this is fine. Like, no one's going to go after me. I'll <laughs> knock once. And then if the monologue's going, they'll ignore me. It'll be fine. And the teacher stopped the person doing the monologue, came out and, like, yelled at me and were like, you're ruining her academic career. And she's one of my oh, best no. friends still. Um, so she was upset and thrown off and I started crying. Um, and I ended up going back to the toilet just to... <laughs> cry because I was having like a full-on panic attack style breakdown um I know it was it was such a mess and um who should come in but my biology teacher Miss Berry um she is to this day one of the most wonderful people I've ever met I, I emailed her early last year in university being like I have a test today I'm scared um and she she <laughs> responded so back in like 10 minutes um but she came in and saw me like bawling my eyes out and she was like don't move don't you leave this room and she like dashed out and came back less than five minutes later with a whole packet of m&ms and she was like eat these they'll help <laughs> um and she like completely dropped the whole like I am a teacher I am in charge of you sort of thing that I'd really been afraid of a lot of the time and just asked me what was wrong and genuinely listened and didn't like play devil's advocate or anything and I like was slowly calming down I'd stop going <laughs> um yeah. and she ended up saying that like I shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed of crying or anything like that because the reason that I'm such a good actor, in her words, not mine, um, is the... <laughs> it's okay, you can have a brag. <laughs> um, she said the reason that I'm so good at acting and everything that I put my energy into is because I care so much and that's never something I should be ashamed of. Um, and it was like it didn't feel like it was just like some cliche thing that I was being told. It seemed like she genuinely thought I'd go really far. Um, and I think just her patience with everyone and her willingness to take them on, um, no matter how much they're crying snot out of their nose or whatever, it was just a really lovely thing to see and interact with at a younger age because I'd like to be more like her if I could in my current life. <laughs> No, I think there's so much time in my life that where I have felt bad for being vulnerable, mm -hmm. but then like, you know, realizing how important it is to maintain that vulnerability and to maintain that softness and how other people appreciate it. And obviously she has maintained that, you know, despite everything that goes on in the world, maintained that positivity towards vulnerability and softness. Mm -hmm. And after that, did you ever speak to her about like your anxiety or was it ever like a direct advice or was it more indirect influence? It was a bit of both actually. She ended up being quite a mentor figure for me and she didn't need to take that on. Like it wasn't you sign up for a mentor with a teacher. 
Um, but she knew I didn't have the most positive home environment. Like I came from a relatively abusive space there. And so I'd really struggle to get all of my work done and that sort of thing. So she, she was very willing to talk about any of that stuff and like bring me some tea or whatever. And when I'd been struggling in terms of friends groups and stuff like that, cause the group I did eventually set, settle down with were really genuinely unkind people um I ended up deciding partially because of like how much commitment she had to the things that she cared about that I should probably be focusing on like my academic stuff more than on trying to sit with 10 different groups at once and she let me use her classroom because I struggled to focus on studying if I had a bunch of people around me and I was able to just like spend my lunch times just chilling in her classroom and sometimes she'd come in and check on me and other times I'd just be able to like knuckle down and get work down and feel much calmer about those things so it was really good to know she was looking out for me. That's so interesting I had a very not I had a very similar experience in year 11 and 12 where I spent I didn't have a set friend group like I spent a lot of time floating Mm -hmm. and so I ended up just sitting in the library (laughs) and like getting through work because I was like I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. of trying to make everybody like Mm -hmm. me it's not gonna work absolutely (laughs) yeah and so you say that you guys still keep in contact so um how how have you maintained that contact with somebody who I guess for other people would consider stuck in a particular time in their life you know what I mean have a teacher become a friend how did that relationship evolve Um, I do you still call her Miss Gary (laughs) I do it'd feel weird to call her anything else I think um and I think it's partially a respect thing as well like it's nice to interact with someone who's like earned that level of respect like it's her teaching title and I'll take that um but (laughs) I think part of my frustration with authority figures came from it feeling so like excessively we need you to maintain all of these codes as a student when you contact us and stuff and I'd never really bought into that so I'd always sent my teachers some emails which would just be like or like have like a stressed out meme (laughs) or something and I think just because I kind of interacted with them more like they were people they were more willing to um I guess, treat me like I was a a person as well, rather than just like a subordinate. Um, And I think that carried through in terms of like, I, in high school, I found um, something which is a tediously inaccurate map of the solar system, accurate map of the solar system, where each pixel is like, a million kilometers or something and you scroll through and I sent that across to her because I was like it's cool science and I don't know who else to share this with um and that's so beautiful that's the thing she was like <laughs> I was such a nerd <laughs> and she was so willing to respond to, to that, that so um I think oh yeah because she was so willing to foster that sort of thing I didn't feel anxious contacting her later um so yeah it just grew naturally yeah. out of what you guys already mm-hmm. had. And did – well, because you said she's biology yeah. teacher and your interests are in drama. Yeah. Or do you have a lot wider interest than drama? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking you didn't – you looked at her and you were like, that's the kind of person I want to be, but I don't need to be a biology teacher. I don't need to be an exact replica. Yeah. Um, she did honestly – 
make me enjoy biology so much that I considered it as a career. Um, I have always struggled with picking just one, even with friend groups, but also with careers. Um, so I was thinking about speech pathology, biology, theatre or English, um, because I also had a very lovely English teacher. Um, and I think I I tried biology, remembered that I can't do maths and was like, maybe this isn't for <laughs> me. Um, but I think just her ability to convince you that you love something so much through her passion for it is something that I like. It's all that I want to take on. I want to inspire other people no matter what I end up doing. Um, and that might be theatre or now I've transferred to media and communications. So it could be journalism. I don't mind as long as I care and I can make other people care. Um, well, now you're at university, as you said, and you're doing media communications. Mm -hmm. Have you found new role models moving, like, in your life? Mm -hmm. Have you started looking at people differently and, like, choosing who you surround yourself with differently? I think so. Um, it's, it's a strange thing, like, the concept of a role model because I feel like, no one is infallible and it's very hard to decide that this person is an idealistic representation of what you want to be later because you often have that fall apart like I recently um, found out that Stephen Fry or JK Rowling and all of those are a little bit more controversial than I thought and I grew up adoring them um, and I think you become aware of that stuff so you become more willing to see the things that you love in the people around you um and want to take those on like I have a friend called Isla and she's just so compassionate she'll go up to anyone who like it's she seems to just be friends with everyone and she'll like tap them on the shoulder and be like hello how are you how have you been and she's just so willing to listen to them and I feel like just because I'm constantly so busy I get nervous that I'm not being there enough for the people around me and stuff like that so even if I haven't been able to emulate those wonderful traits I see in the people around me I think picking the ones that matter to me and deciding that's why I want to stick around them and that's what I want to be like is a good way to slowly start <laughs> becoming less of a terrible person than I probably am. Well a terrible person <laughs> what do you mean? Who knows I could have committed a war, no. war crime I, I didn't but you never know. Oh. I, I doubt it. I, I bet you you're a role model for somebody around you and Isla probably sees amazing qualities in Aww. you too. That's why you guys choose to be friends. Um, but, yeah, I can completely relate with having somebody and thinking, right, if they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. like, I can try and do it for at least five seconds of the day, <laughs> put myself out there a bit mm -hmm. more. Yeah, for sure. And And what you said about role models you know letting you down mm. is such a huge thing because like how do you how do you build yourself up from that because a lot of my role models growing up have found out to be like not good people mm -hmm. like Kevin Spacey was <laughs> my biggest role Aww. model as a child and it broke my heart <laughs> like it absolutely crushed me and I kind of had to move on from that and I'm just wondering do you have any tips for yourself like how did you kind of move on from people who have let you down that you trusted as role models I think knowing there's a community of people who have experienced similar things counts in that um like 
I met someone in university, like right in my first week, who seemed super duper sweet and then broke my heart like a month later. Um, And you have to remind yourself that if someone is, if they're in your own life and they turn out not to be so good of a person, there's probably other people who've been hurt by them as well, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but it means that you're not alone in your discomfort and that's especially true if it's a celebrity like the amount of people who band together for trans rights and all of that sort of thing after jk rowling wasn't very kind really like showed that there's still a community of people who stand for the values that you were originally following these influential people for um and i think not depending entirely it's it's great to inspire yourself a bit through one of them like beginning of high school i was like hermione granger i'm gonna be hermione granger and i was the most annoying prat you've ever met um and now i've learned maybe tone it back focus on other things um so i think reaching out and finding traits that you care about in a bunch of different people rather than just focusing in on one really helps with all of that stuff So I don't know if you're able to do this and I'm putting you on the spot, but if you could say like five, give me five role models Mm -hmm. and five, like one thing from each that you've taken from them. Um, hmm, Let me see. Uh, David Attenborough is just the calmest. I love him. Kindest, most gentle looking dude I've ever seen. And I've heard his breath smells like tea and I'm never going to know what type of tea. But I know. um, (laughs) But that just increases the intrigue. Um, (laughs) I want to be that sort of person who drinks tea all day, every day and gently sits on a tortoise. Um, Then there would be a role model I had when I was younger was Markiplier. Um, (laughs) Online role models can be super good. He's a... YouTube gamer he used to be back when gaming was like a huge thing um but he uh, his like father died when he was younger and as someone from a single parent family it was wonderful seeing how much of an effort he'd made to be that like paternal figure that he hadn't had and just like focus on compassion and giving as much to a community as he could um so I love that would want to take that on um my boyfriend is just such a nerd um it it, (laughs) like it astounds me that he doesn't need to research any random stuff he does like he works at Priceline but every day he's like I'm gonna make music today and I'm I'm gonna read this and learn this and that constant need to move yourself forward even if it's not in a way that's like linear with career progression um I think is wonderful uh, that's three. Um, best dressed <laughs> is a YouTuber I currently watch. <gasps> I found her through my little sister, and I'd see all of like the title cards and be like, "Oh my god, that's so like generic." Uh. And then I like started watching her videos, and she does one where she's on her period, so she's not like I'm jumping around everywhere. She's just like sewing some stuff together because she doesn't believe in fast fashion and uh, talking about like sex and life and all different things with a lot of honesty and I think that's oh just so wonderful and refreshing to feel like this is information that other people experience and share and it doesn't feel like in your face oh my god today's video is um so she's wonderful and I'd recommend her content to anyone um and number five 
Last but not least, I mean, you can do Miss Barry if you choose. Oh, I can't do Miss Barry. I've already done her. Um, okay. <laughs> I think... We don't want to build her up too Yeah, much. if we weren't going to go with Miss Barry, it might be just someone like Kick the PJ. Another YouTuber, I know, shocking. Um, but I've been watching him for years and he never seems to like jump into talking about politics or something like that because he wants to create like a very calm space and he's just constantly making all of these bizarre and wacky creative videos and I don't know I think there's just something lovely about fostering a space where people can feel really content and enjoy creativity um, especially because they all have like they're not professionally produced it's just him with his nine bloody cameras uh just Mm -hmm. coming up with the strangest things because he wants to and you can tell that he actually cares about that stuff so um yeah yeah. well you've already like briefly touched Mm -hmm. on it and you know finding those communities online Mm -hmm. and you know through media and stuff but I mean from one person to another I very similar to you had a lot of trouble finding role models growing up it was difficult to see kind of the the bright side or the or focus my attention on one mm. person because I was so overwhelmed with trying to please everybody yeah. and you know be the most popular person mm-hmm. in the room what advice would you give to those people who are struggling to find role models who you know don't have an easy access to role models for example what, what advice would you give them um hmm I think part of it comes from figuring out what you value um and that might not necessarily be finding a person who exemplifies everything that matters to you and if you're in a really bad state it can be looking at someone and going I don't want to grow up like that pinpointing what's not necessarily super pleasant and thinking about the opposite of that and how you can work to be the opposite of that Like I Mm. interacted with some really narcissistic, callous people. And I think because of that, my like constant sense of I never want to be that person. I want to be someone who is compassionate and there for other people has helped me really focus where I'm going. Um, And the other thing which Mm. I did touch on a fair bit was like just online influential people. They don't have to be like influencers. If they influence you in any way, then they're an influential person. Um, And like online friends are no less friends than anyone else. I didn't have heaps of those um, just because it wasn't something I was super focused on. Um, But definitely like watching Jenna Marbles for so many years, uh, it's, it's really you feel like you become part of a community where you don't necessarily have to give forward everything and all of this energy. You can just kind of calm down, relax, watch a video um, and see these people grow and develop as they get older. And often because YouTubers and stuff like that have a younger fan base, you see that they not only become more compassionate and insightful and intelligent, um, but they also maintain an awareness of everything that's going on because young people are the future. It keeps them tuned in so they don't get old and then lose their values or something like that. It's just really sweet, which isn't against all old people. God forbid. Uh, (laughs) uh, Hopefully I don't get super out of touch by the time I'm 30. Um, But yeah, (laughs) definitely the online community is an incredible place um, and you should never feel ashamed if some of the most caring or like 
good people in your life are the people that you watch. If you're learning from them, then that's great. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Pearl. And I truly mean it when I say I can't believe how much I related to all of your advice (laughs) and all of your role models. Literally, yeah, exactly the same. That's so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So what is a role model anyways? Simply put, a role model is someone that you admire and look up to. They typically have qualities and characteristics that you want to emulate, and they serve as a good example of the kind of person you want in your life. Basically, they're an expert at being the type of person you want to become. A role model can be someone you know personally, like your big sister, your mum, or an older brother's girlfriend, or they can be someone noteworthy that you know from afar, like a celebrity, an athlete, or your favourite author. Anyone who you have ever looked at and thought, I want to be just like them when I'm older, is capable of being a role model. When I was younger, my role model was my grandma. I wanted to become an actress and my grandmother had been one in Sri Lanka. But I also looked up to her because I just saw how much respect she commanded from the people around her and how generously she provided for her family. Since then, a lot of people I've looked up to have shared these likenesses with my grandmother. They were women who believed in tough love, teachers who told me off regularly, and people with an amazing sense of humour. Having good role models in life is really important as they can greatly influence our choices and behaviours. Role models show us what's truly possible for our lives and the steps we can take to get there. They can be a source of encouragement, inspiration and guidance. As your interests and desires continue to grow and evolve, you will likely find that the type of people you look up to will evolve as well. As I've gotten older, I've found other role models who have impacted and shaped my life. I remember meeting an older friend while I was traveling around Europe. He wanted to make other people's lives more beautiful, and he taught me how to do the same. Watching the way he treated other people with kindness and compassion made me want to become just like him, someone who shows love and grace in all that they do. We can be really good role models for others as well. If you hold a leadership position at school, at work, or on your sports team, then you may likely be a role model for someone else in your team. So it's important to be a good example to others. It's also important to remember that our role models are human too. And that means they are just as likely to make mistakes as the rest of us. In fact, they can even show us what it's like to bounce back from that moment of failure. Remember friends, you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So surround yourself with positive role models that encourage you to be the best version of yourself. listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Modi Body podcast. If you enjoyed tuning into today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. If you're curious about how Red by Modi Body underwear protects you against period leaks and you'd love to give it a try, visit the Red by Modi Body website at modibody.com red. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Because you've tuned into our podcast today, we're giving you a special offer that's exclusive only to our podcast listeners. Simply use our special code PODCAST and you'll get a 10% discount on any Red product, excluding bundles. Lastly, to keep up with all things Red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Red by Modibody. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.